the One Two Football Podcast. The voices of tomorrow here today. Hey guys, welcome back to the One Two Football Podcast. I'm Nathan, and today we are doing Gareth Southgate's job forum and picking a 26-man squad for the upcoming Euros. As usual, I'm here with Ollie and Kieran. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's going to be... I'm really excited to see who's been picked because I reckon I'm going to be the one most likely to pick and make a controversial move because, you know, I'm always the one that gets hated on. So, it's going to be interesting. But it's good to have Kieran back this week after not having him last week. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's, it's good to be back. I, I'm just worried that I've missed someone blatantly obvious. I feel <laughs> like it, we could have a reincarnation of the top four video where I just forgot Leicester existed and didn't put them in the top four. Um... So hopefully that doesn't happen again this time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Should be interesting. I mean, there's so much. It feels like with the England squad, and we'll get into this obviously with, with, our, with the topic of today's podcast, but there's so much depth, depth in certain positions. There's some in positions, there's none. But in some positions, it, it was actually quite tough when I was doing mine of like, which one am I going to miss out? Especially right back. Which, which right back? Am I, which two that, right backs I've aren't getting the I've goal? literally missed out. I will get into obviously what I said, but I've missed out three three right backs that could start for England. Like the right back position is insanely talented. Like, and then you just look at it all over, and you've got some positions which have got a lot of players, and then other ones you think, why don't we just have players there instead of there? But you know, <laughs> that, that's why I think it's going to be a lot of hot debate on who's going to miss out and stuff. But yeah, no, there are definitely more positions which we're stronger in than others. There's only one more thing to do now. Let's get into it. Look how smooth he is. He's a little host. <laughs> Who's going first? Goalkeeper, right back, left back, centre back, central. I've gone. I've gone like CDM, centre mid, and then also attacking. Yeah, I mean, when, I'm going four, when, three, we start, three. when we start naming, I've done four three three. I can say when we start naming, whoever starts, they can just say the formations. Like, just say your formation that you've done. And then we can go through and describe that. Okay, so who, who's good? And we'll start with goalkeeper. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so who's going first? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll go, I'll go. Okay. okay. I'll just go yeah, basically. I'll just go basically straight into I reckon it. We, I reckon we're all going to have a different number one goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, I think we will. <laughs> I think we will. But they're all the same ability as well, so we can't even argue. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll start, obviously, in goal. First of all, I'm just going to go out there with my formation. It's a 4-3-3. Um, not like we've been doing for the fantasy draft teams. I've got one CDM and then sort of the two central midfielders, sort of one more cam position than the other, but it's a 4-3-3. But first of all, my goalkeeper. Sorry, just to chip in, you do have wingers. We're not going to have the question of two oh, strike, that awkward fine. thing we had last time as well. Just what, <laughs> you, you brought up the draft, so you brought I'm, that on I'm, yourself. I've got, I've got no attack, I've just got defence and midfield and I'm just going to really <laughs> power um, But yeah, okay, so starting off in goal, hard decision for me. Obviously, I'm a Man United fan and I really do like Dean Henderson. Um, but Jordan Pickford's my starting goalkeeper. Um, it was it was tricky for me to choose, but I just thought, you know, that sort of experience going into a major competition, give Dean Henderson, you know, that sort of, he can come on in the weaker game just to get that behind him. And then next time when it comes up to like the World Cup and stuff, maybe he can be starting them. Because I do think he's quality and I don't think there's much in it. But I feel like in these moments, it comes down to experience. And you can see David De Gea is playing in the Europa League for Manchester United and maybe the, I know obviously he needs to play but I also think that could be down to he's got that sort of experience behind him for the big final coming up as well so I think you know give Dean Henderson that sort of second role and backup goalkeeper and Pickford takes my number one spot 
yeah, uh, same for me. I've gone with Jordan Pickford as my number one. Also with the four-three-three, with the kind of the six and the ten, six, ten, eight, kind of a tip, traditional four-three-three. Pickford's for me. I I still think he's England's best keeper. Like I, I don't see it really with Pope and Henderson that they're much better. I, I feel like Henderson will be, be a lot better than Pickford. Um, and we're talking three or four years time. I think we saw with Henderson on Thursday or last Thursday with the Liverpool game that he, you know, he has flaws and they are easily they can be a bit exploited. And so he needs to first we need to see how he recovers from that. And so I don't trust him yet with just chucking him in as the number one in a tournament where you got to remember we're at Wembley, we're at home, so the expectation is going to be a little bit higher. So I don't want to throw Henderson into that. Nick Pope, I don't see Nick Pope being better than Pickford. And maybe as a, like a shot stop and goalkeeper, yeah. But Pickford has that distribution. He has that edge. He has that big game advantage. And so, yeah, for me, Pickford is the number one. What about yourself, Kieran? Well, despite us saying that we think we'll have all gone for different choices, we've all actually gone for the same. Because <laughs> um, despite everything that's been said about Jordan Pickford, I've also gone for Jordan Pickford. Pretty much for the exact same reasons outlined by both of you. Um, Also the fact that more recently, in the last few months, um, his form in terms of making those mistakes have come to a complete halt. I don't think I've seen one in a while now and I I don't think he's ever really made one like a major one for England. So I think you have to trust him really. Um, And like you say, that the home advantage of it being at Wembley, familiarity as well with the defence in front of him, hopefully. Um, I think he still is the number one. And in terms of future-wise, I do think, yeah, Dean Henderson will be one day. Um, but right now, in the moment, Pickford just makes the most sense to me. We've obviously just said, obviously, then we've got Dean Henderson and Pope. Are those our two backups? Are we all taking three goalkeepers with them, our two backups? Because I definitely... Yeah. You just take yeah, three keepers, even though you don't really need them. Yeah, I think good. you have to, isn't it the rules? Yeah. You have to take three goalkeepers. Probably. It's a weird rule, but it is one of them. Sam Johnston is unlucky to miss out, but I mean, it's just it's what it is. He wouldn't play anyway. He's a good goalkeeper. I'm sure he'll probably be someone that features in, in the England squad, you know, sooner rather than later. But those three are the, are the goalkeepers. On to probably what possibly will be the most controversial position in this. I mean, there's about 16 different players that could have this role. It, it's whittled down to five that could probably get into any team in the top six. We are, England have five right backs that could probably play in any team. It is absolutely crazy. For me, the, the man that has to start, and this might be controversial, I don't know, because in real life, he's not meant to make the squad. Southgate, he hates him for some reason. Trent Alexander Arnold has to go. He has to go, and he has to. He doesn't have to start. I'm not going to say he has to start, but for me, he starts. He has to go at least, because what Trent offers in comparison to the other right backs is something different. He may, is maybe is not the defensive player that Reese James, Cole Walker, Kieran Trippier, certainly not Wan Bissaka is. But Trent is the most dangerous attacking right back, firstly in the league and one of the in the world for me. And and since he was dropped by England, we've seen a recovery. I think Trent started to believe his own hype a little bit um, earlier in the season. We've seen and he got exposed. Of course, that's happened. He's only young. Is he 2021 20, still? Like this guy's a very young player, and he and he's in the for the playing for one of the best teams in England under the in the biggest stage and he's shown now that he has that character that he can come back from that kind of not humiliation of being dropped from England but kind of losing that spot that was his and now he can come back and he was absolutely excellent I thought he was excellent against West Brom aside from some dodgy shooting I thought he was absolutely excellent against Man United so for me he has to start just because of what he brings to the side he has to go not has to start <laughs> you get that mixed up but he just in terms of creativity he offers something completely different to what England have 
don't want to be a stuck record, but I, I've also put Trent there as well. So <laughs> I have got a clean sweep here. I, I agree. I can't believe that the rumours that go around that he's not even going, that he's not even being picked in the 26-man team. I think that's ludicrous. And that's crazy. I mean, I'm not his biggest fan defending-wise. He's obviously got flaws and weaknesses there, but attacking he is an an absolute asset to the England side and, and Liverpool. I mean, he is so young. He's won the Premier League. He's won the Champions League. You know, they, they speak for themselves and he is a quality, quality player. Whether he is a Liverpool player or not, I still obviously think he definitely should be going. Um, there are so many options. So, so many options. I'm going to tell you now before Kieran goes who I've missed out. I am not even taking Trippier, Walker or Rhys James. They've all missed out for me. I think if you've got the attacking wise of uh, Trent, I'm giving the call up to Wambasaka. I'm a big advocate of his. He, him defensively one-on-one. -on -one. I don't think many people are better than him in that situation. And so I feel like if you're taking Trent for the attacking purposes, I'm taking Wambasaka for the defensive reasons. This, this is um, almost not good because I'm by going third and every single time we pick the same player, what more <laughs> can I add? Because I've also gone for Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back. Regardless of what Southgate seems to think of him, he's an absolute machine going forward. And yeah, he does have defensive frailties, as both of you have said. But when you've got that much going one way, you can't not even you can't not take him. But you think about the teams we're playing against. No disrespect, you know they're not they're not all that. We really need to bring the game to them. And you don't want your right back to be sat in his own half. Like yes, you take those defensive options if you need them. But starting-wise, you you can't look past Trent for me. What who, about, who else have you, yeah, who else you taken as your right-backs, Kieran? Well, this is a tough one because I, I probably put all of them in there, but I'm probably going to agree with Ollie and not with Southgate in that I was going to take Wan-Bissaka. Um, but I've also taken Trippier. You've taken three? Um, yes. For the good but memories not, of the 2018 World Cup. <laughs> not necessarily as a right back. I feel like Trippi is quite versatile. Um, and that at times he has played on the left. So I think having that added advantage where if you do need to shuffle things around, you've got him available there. And also, yeah, the free kick. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about uh, Nathan? I've also taken free. I've, I've gone the opposite of you guys. Trippier is not going... Uh, Wan-Bissaka is not going. That's, that's not like, oh, they're not going. They're awful. They're missing out. They're very good. But they just don't make my team. For me, if if I wasn't starting Trent, I would start Reese James. I really rate him. I think he's quality. And so I, and he, he can do it all. I think even in that Chelsea play so well against Leicester, I think he showed that he can do everything. He can go forward. He can defend. He can... For me, he's His one mistake of the players... The <clears throat> <laughs> that was one mistake. That was one mistake. Leave it alone. But I think, from what I saw generally, aside from maybe that one slipper, where I mean, to be fair, it was it was an unstoppable goal. I mean, that's not that's not all his fault. But he tweeted and scored from thirty yards or whatever. But James James for me is is a quality player. I'd like like him to get a bit of experience playing in these big tournaments. And I think playing for Chelsea in, in big games, he'll have a Champions League final, and I'm sure he'll start in that as well, where he will learn from these big games. I'd also take Kyle Walker. I think he's played himself. There was a time where Kyle Walker looked, I think he gave an interview saying he, he don't think he's going to play for England again because he got sent off against Iceland or something. Or Iceland or Denmark in one of those games. But I think for that versatility, if we do want to go with the three at the back, I like Kyle Walker in that right centre. He can be a bit prone to switching off, but he's got the pace to recover. And one last tournament for him. I think after this, we move on from Kyle Walker, but he's playing in the Man City side that is, you know, the best in, in not only the league, possibly the best in the world. And I think 
that Osterhand, I think he's one of those people, we talk about a team, he's one of those people that everyone kind of likes in that England squad and he can get some squad harmony going. It, it just, I feel like we, you should bring um, Kyle Walker. But on to the, the next flank. Why do we let Kieran unless, unless anyone has any problems. Kieran, <laughs> Kieran can go first because he's just going to be doing the same thing. I was, I was going about to move it to Kieran. Left back, who are you taking? Left back? Um, well, I'm taking two. Um, I think they're pretty self-explanatory in my opinion. I also think the start is pretty self-explanatory. Um, just based on this season, uh, I mean, he's been absolutely incredible. Um, I'm, th- I'm taking Luke Shaw to start. Um, and alongside him, I'd also bring Ben Chilwell. Um, I think they've both played themselves into the squad this season. Um, Chilwell's had to somewhat deal with competition from Alonso since Tuchel's arrived, but his form hasn't dipped as such. Yeah, he's had some some moments, but I mean, his delivery and his defending, he's a very solid left-back. Um, and Luke Shaw, I mean, was is probably one of the first names I wrote down as definitely starting because... I, I said to you guys previously that part of it is going to be, yes, tournament experience, but a lot of it I'm going to bring down to form in terms of who starts because you don't want to get there and have one player just not be firing at all. You want the players who are in form, who are high on confidence. And I think Luke Shaw's probably the highest he's ever been. Um, so he has to start for me. Like you said there, you said obviously it's form, it's experience. My team's very much a mixture of form, experience and youth. I think you need all of them to sort of make that package work. And, and I'm not, there's not much to say. I, I agree with you. Shaw is my start and Chilwell's my, um, my backup. But talking about where you guys have gone for three, obviously right back and two left back. I've gone for two on either side. I've got more of a defensive one. It works more on the right. I've got an attack on defensive, but obviously left back speaks for itself to give more availability in the, uh, the centre-back pairing. But talking about the fullbacks. Aston Villa's defence could easily be an amazing backup for England with Cash and Target. Literally, like, then obviously you've got options around them, which makes it really hard for them to get into. But I was going through looking at the options we have, and they're two great fullbacks that could have easily been in this team on, you know, on another on another occasion. So I think Aston Villa, when you actually look at the defence, is actually very good backup option for an England defence. I think, yeah, I think Target obviously is unlucky and, and so is Cash. Cash would be, I mean, Cash is like seventh choice for, for that right-back slot. And, and that's a bit crazy because Cash is a very good Premier League right-back. And before, in years gone by, you know, we would probably have one option at right-back or two options. I can't even remember. I mean, who was our, who was England's right-back back in, back in the day? Neville? Is it Neville 2010? Glenn Johnson. Who was it? Glenn Johnson, exactly. So, I mean, Cash probably would have started in, in the... <laughs> in the World Cup's gone by. But, you know, he's now, you know, so far down. Matt Target probably doesn't, isn't quite the level of Shaw and Chilwell, doesn't get in mind. Obviously, I've gone Shaw and Chilwell, no point trying to explain that. Shaw starts. And I think also with Shaw, one thing I said it with Walker, why I'm bringing Walker for that three at the back. I mean, if we get a few injuries and we want to go to more of a three at the back or the four at the back in working, Shaw can slot in at that left centre-back role. He's done it this season and I'm sure he'll he'll do it again for England and, and probably do it to the same level he did it for Man United. Centre-backs. Kieran, do you want to take that away as well? Yeah, yeah, I can take that. Um, I've got four centre-backs. Um, and this is fitness permitting um, because I the dream is obviously Harry Maguire to be fit. Um, and fingers crossed that he is. England were also dealt another blow with Tyrone Mings as well because he's picked up an injury and it doesn't look too good either. Um, they all seem to be coming at the worst possible times. Um, but, but I would ideally, I would like to 
start as my centre-back partnership with Harry Maguire and John Stones. Again, like Shaw, form this season has been incredible. You know, Stones kind of ha has had some moments more recently, but I think that was more highlighted because of how good he was in the first parts of the season. Um, so they, they have to both go for me. Um, and if Maguire isn't fit and can't start, um, as we saw yesterday, was it yesterday? Sunday, um, Connor Cody is starting to come round in a back four a little bit more than maybe people initially thought. Um, they still seem to be struggling to find a partnership with him and someone else. Um, but he got man of the match in, a, in Wolves' 2-0 loss. You know, I think that says a lot about how good he is as a defender and his positional sense and his leadership qualities. And again, if you want to go to that back five, you put him in the middle because he's he's done it for years. He's very experienced in that regard. And I think Southgate also rates him highly, so I expect him to go as well. Whether he starts will be a different question over whether a back four or five is played. Um, and then my final choice, um, I haven't gone for Tyrone Mings, and even if he was fit, I don't think I'd take him. Um, if, in my personal opinion, if he wasn't left-footed, he'd be nowhere in the squad. Um, but I am going to go for his central defensive partner, or has been this season, um, in Esri Konsa. I understand that it would be a bit of a Ruben Loftus-Cheek from 2016 pick or 2018 pick, and that it's a bit out of nowhere. But again, the form of that man this season has been incredible. You know, he's a large part of why Villa have kept so many clean sheets. Obviously, Martinez in goal helps. But, you know, every time I've watched him, he's been extremely solid. Um, so, again, you, you just can't look past him and putting him in. And even when he had um, Courtney Horse next to him in Villa's most recent game, he was brilliant in defence as a leader, as an organiser. And he's got that level of pace as well, I think, that if you did want to play a back five, would really benefit him and others because you kind of have to be very versatile and quick in those left centre-back and right centre-back roles. So I think he would be a brilliant addition, even though he hasn't been picked before. I think you've, you've just got to take him. My team's actually very similar. Um, so yours going from right at the minute. Um, I've also got Maguire and Stone starting. Um, obviously, Maguire win is very touch and go with injuries. But obviously, I didn't pick three right backs. So I've got five centre backs just because of the cover. Because of Maguire, you know, don't we, you, you have to take him. But if he's injured, you need that cover. And also, if we do a five at the back and you have three centre backs, you know, if we have a lot of games, then you're going to need rotation. And, you know, two rotations is a good amount, I think, rather than the bench. So I've taken Concer as well. Um, it was between him and Mings. Um, but I have taken Concer. I've also taken Connor Cody. I've said before on the podcast that I really rate Connor Cody more so than you guys do. And, and I do think he's good. But my other option that I've got, he's played for England before, is uh, Keane. I've taken him as well. As that, obviously, the options for depth are back. So I've got mine, Stones, Maguire... Um, Keane, Concer and Cody. I just think we need five at the back or five centre-backs uh, centre just in order to, you know, cover that Maguire injury because we don't know if he's going to be fit. Yeah, I mean, I've done mine based around if Maguire was out. Obviously, look, if Maguire isn't fit for the Euros, that's actually just a big disaster and England will be a lot weaker because of it. But for me, obviously, he starts if he... But let's say he's not fit and we have to take some more, some different centre-backs. Like Stones and Concer are the people that start for me. I mean, it would be... A, and a partnership that haven't worked together. Concer's obviously not played for England before, so I can't see it happening in real life. But in terms of ability, I think Concer's England's you know best centre-back outside of the Stones, Maguire, Gomez sort of realm of the top clubs. 
I think I think concert would be someone that starts stones self-explanatory he starts from the bridges he's, he's quite good I'd also take Connor Cody um I think he's again as you guys have mentioned just a solid option if you want to switch it to a back three and as you say he's finding his feet in in a in a in a fork I can't speak to you guys um but if if Maguire's not fit I'm not so big on Tyrone Mings um so I I, I don't really care who gets that fourth choice centre back I've put a I like Nat Phillips, so I'd love to see him go. I don't necessarily think he'd be the best option, but I like him. So if he goes, Tarkowski's quite good. I don't know if he's fit or not. But And look, I mean, apparently the whole would like Eric Dyer, so you can bring him along just to, just to get involved and, and put him in centre-back right. and centre-mid. But yeah, Maguire has to be fit for this year. For these year I'm, I'm, I'm the only one so far that's put Keane in centre-back. I don't rate Keane. I've... I think he's I think he's underrated. I think he's better and I think he's had um, an okay season so far. And I think he's just one of those people that, you know, is just in the squad because he's in it quite regularly. And um, for me, I think he's just got to be there. I think he's a good backup option. He's, he's not on the same level as Stones and Maguire, but I feel like for experience and sort of that, he just goes into my squad. Yeah, I mean, he could fit in with the, the free sort of outcast that I've chucked in there. King can be the fourth option in case Maguire's not fit. I just, I think maybe it's my fault, you know, obviously Liverpool fans, so Everton players don't, I can, I, maybe I'm not so objective. And I remember him having some <laughs> shoppers for England when he's played. So that, that maybe that sticks into my mind. All right. So far, we've basically all agreed on the goalkeeper and defence. Obviously, uh, Nathan with Maguire injured or not injured, that changed it slightly, but we've basically all got the start in, you know, sort of back five in a way. So, Onto midfield, probably where it's going to chuck up a bit more of a debate. So, my CDM, not his biggest fan, not in, I don't get the massive hype around him, but it is Declan Rice. When I said earlier about positions which I think we need more players in, I think that sort of battling ball winning midfield role is somewhere we definitely need more uh, depth um, because I'm not his biggest fan. Um, but we don't really have anyone else there that can do the job as well as him. Um, so Declan Rice comes into my, uh, my midfield. This one is where it, this is a position sort of where I am unsure what I would do. But if we're against a bigger team, we can't go just full blown out attack. If it was, I would have had two sort of more attacking players. But I feel we need a passer of the ball and I hope he's fit. So I've got Henderson in there as well. Um, He's the sort of player I would drop, maybe, against a weaker team to get more goals. And then next to him, very hard to pick it. Very hard, but I've got uh, Mason Mount. He's had an amazing season. Um, I was going to have Grealish and Mount together in a pairing, but I thought against the bigger teams, that's too open um, in the middle of the park. So I've gone with Rice, Henderson and Mount. You've got the ball winner, you've got the pass, and you've got the creative spark in there. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gone pretty similar um, with the oh. kind of 6, 8, 10. <laughs> I've got I've got Declan Rice in, in the six, kind of just looking after the back four and keeping it going. I, I disagree with it. Against weaker teams, I would probably start Henderson in that position because I think it's when Henderson plays in that six against big teams, you do see some of the things he can't do that well. It was shown in the Croatia game, I think it was, when he was basically in that midfield by himself and everyone was, everyone was kind of just ran up forward. But I, I would but for against just a general game, Rice would start in the six. I hope Henderson's fit in that kind of box-to-box because... He, for me, he's England's best midfielder still in that kind of, not, not talking about the, the phone-ins and the mounts, the Grealishes and all that, but in terms of a general central midfielder, he is England's best. He has to he has to start from the edge, praise fit. I hope that, I hope he's back. He's my favourite footballer, so he has to go. You said he's um, the best. You said he's best, just jumping in here. In my, when I was looking through it, he's one of the only proper central midfielders, in my opinion, that I think we've really got. We've got a lot of sort of attacking midfielders, but I feel like we really don't have that much depth in 
sort of holding passing central midfielders and defensive midfielders. It's something where I think we really lack because you look through and obviously Grealish, you've got Man, you've got all these players. They're very much more cam sort of attacking players. We don't really have the passes, which is why I've, I've had to, you know, I haven't got both Mount and Grealish in there because I did think it was too much of the same player. Yeah, I think Henderson's passing range is, is underrated. I think he's a very comfortable player on the ball. I also, also can't rule out Henderson's leadership. I mean, he is such a good leader. You know, he's the captain without the armband, basically, for England. And, you know, the way, you know, he shouts players, he organises defence. Liverpool really miss him when he's not playing. I know we've kind of recovered from that. We've got Fabinho back in and players like that. But when Henderson's not there, Liverpool do miss that little bit of urgency sometimes. And that's what Henderson provides. In the 10, it, uh, look, you could have Mount, you could have Grealish. I've gone Phil Foden. I just think he's so good. Like, I, look, you can have Mount. I'm not going to complain when the lineups announced and it's Mason Mount and, and Foden's on the bench because you can just swap them. I mean, if Foden's not having a good 60 minutes, you can bring Mason Mount on. You can bring Jack Grealish on. We've got so many options there. But for me, Foden's just such a talented player. And this could be the breakout Euros where he announced himself not just a great fan of Premier League, but one of the best young players in the world, especially with a tournament that's going to have Haaland, that's going to have Mbappe. You know, this is a time where he announces himself into that top elite bracket of players. Yeah, I Declan Rice again. Um, like you've basically said, in terms of depth, he is definitely the best selection in that position to just screen the back four. Um, this is where we slightly disagree, I think, a bit. Um, because in that sort of eight role where you've got Henderson, um, I think it could be very much a race against time. And I don't think... Henderson's one of those players where I feel like he needs 100% to play to his absolute best. Uh, and I think if you were to bring him along, I'd be worried that he didn't have all of that. Um, so I would actually take Mason Mount and I would put him in that role because I think he's capable of doing it. Um, we've seen for Chelsea, he's played more in the advanced two behind whoever chooses to play up front. I think he can quite easily drop back into a sort of, not necessarily a pivot role, but more of just slightly higher up than Declan Rice, you know, bringing in 10k plus um, ground covered again because he's he's just got that sort of energy on him. Um, and then going forward as well, I think he's tremendous. Um, you know, there's not very much more you can say about him. And then sort of in that 10 role, I've got Phil Foden. Um, yes, a bit of a bit of an attack-minded midfield, but I think where we've seemed to struggle is with Southgate just playing. We're just too conservative. There's too many defensive options when you have this much attacking talent it just to me it doesn't make a lot of sense so I'm just thinking yes against bigger teams I will you know you would change it around slightly to make sure you're not as exposed but I think you with the talent you've got you've got to go for it and it might be a question of just outscoring the opposition. So I assume we've all got Mount and Grealish going is there any other options that we've got going in central midfield? Um, I think I'm going to be the one to Pull up some, you know, things here. I've got, um, obviously, Bellingham I've got going as well. Um, well, how many have we got in midfield here, by the way? I've got three, one, two. Overall, I've got seven with four kind of more central holding. And, I've, got know, three I've got six, but a few of them could actually drop back into... I've got eight. Um, and it's when I say eight, one of my midfielders is actually in my starting lineup, but up front. Um, so I've got, but I've got Madison. I've got Bellingham. Um... I've got, and James Ward-Prowse. I just think he's great. Um, and I think he's obviously great at free kicks, but I think he's just really, I don't think he's really underrated, but by some people he really is. And I've said before, I really highly rate him and I just think he's brilliant. And I think he brings something different to the, the England lineup. And 
obviously it can come down to certain moments and if it's at the end of a game and you know people are just trying to like just foul and block I'd want no one else on the end of that free kick just to ping it in and so I've taken uh, James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, Ward-Prowse, I'm lucky to miss out on my one. I, I like him, I like the option that he brings and kind of that late runner into the box and obviously very competent set-piece taker. I've got Calvin Phillips in mind. I, I really like him. He causes, he's quite a sense, like a lot of debate is around how good Calvin Phillips actually is but I think Leeds really missed him when he was out and I think you can see what he brings to a great lead or a good Leeds team and I, he, I think he's a great cover and I think he can do that eight roll pretty well. Also, you can't deny Jude Bellingham's talent no matter how old he is. I mean, he's, I think he's 17, 18. He's established himself in, in one of the best teams in the world, like top 20 football teams in, in the world. And he has come in there and he is the number, he's become one of their starting players and you can't deny that. And obviously, Martin Grealish also go. Yeah, Belling, Bellingham's in there for me. Um, one thing I've done is I've got like a Henderson slash Phillips because I feel like if Henderson's not 90 to 100%, I, I mean, I don't think I take him, so then I would take Phillips. But if Henderson goes, Phillips for me doesn't. Um, but I've got a slightly right wing selection in there. Um, again, I think I have done this ever so slightly based on form, but I, I would take Jesse Lingard. I really oh, yeah. would. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about Jesse Lingard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I just, I just think it's over someone like Madison, who you mentioned, Ollie. Madison's a fantastic player. He yeah, has no. he has very much been, yeah, like a bit part player at times, and he struggled with injuries. And I just think Jesse Lingard has shown just how good he is or can be um, with West Ham. And you know, you, if you watch him play again, like Mount, he just he doesn't stop running, and that kind of work ethic I think is really needed. And he's been able through some of the goals we've seen him score to add that bit of quality that maybe he's been missing over the last few years. I'm doing an emergency call-up and booting Madison out and bringing in Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely forgot about him. And yeah, his form 100%. He's got to be, you know, if it wasn't for such talent, he'd be in the starting lineup. He has been amazing since um, he's gone to West Ham, rejuvenated himself. Yeah, I can't. I just completely forgot about him. I won't lie. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Lingard. Lingard for me, it, it's a Trippier type move. He's just unlucky to miss out for me. I, I like the options I've got in attacking midfield. There is one player that potentially I could swap him out for, but I prefer. I prefer having this player in as long as Southgate can get over a little certain incident that happened a few months ago. But so, should we move on to our front three? Are we, we going to say our front three and then go to the backup options? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So for me, um, it's a tough one because there's 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 game winners in, in that, and it, there's not necessarily a huge abundance of players. We all know who's playing up front: Harry Kane, of course. But it there's there's about who which three is it? Who three is it going to be? Rashford, Sterling, Sancho. So I, I've gone on the right. I would have Raheem Sterling. On the left, I'd have Jaden Sancho, and on up front, I'd have Harry Kane. I think consistency says a lot, and I, I think Rashford obviously will go. Not only is he, you know, the Prime Minister of England, he's, you know, what? <laughs> You'd have Sterling on the right and Sancho on the left. Yeah, I can swap them back. Swap them round. Yeah, they can interchange. I mean, fluidity. Okay, such okay. I, thing, I, just, can... The way the way it worded, I was like, wait. I mean, my, it, biggest, my biggest thing is there. You just you mentioned the word consistency, and now you've said about Sterling, who hasn't had the most inform or consistency. He's he's playing regularly, starting for the best team in England. And if you if you believe Rashford's been oh no no no, I be, I agree with you. I have changed him for a person regularly playing for the best team in England. I've got Foden out wide. I've got Foden in that <laughs> position instead of Sterling. Um, I just think Sterling just is a bit too hit and miss. And I've never been his biggest fan, and he has definitely improved recently. And he would have been in my starting lineup, but. Um, just form. I just think Foden has to get in, but I obviously, I've just put him out wide instead of had him in my, my midfield. He was one of my players in the name of the midfield list, but I put him in my attacking 
fit, but he's just not in my attacking list. But I've got Foden, I've got Kane, and I've got Sancho. Very similar, um, but I've just taken drop Sterling to the bench. Yeah, Foden's just too good to leave out. Um, and obviously, I've got him in midfield um, in a more free room role. Um, and then in terms of who I have up front, um, up front, of course, yeah, Harry Kane. Um, on the right, I do have Jaden Sancho. Um, and on the left, I've actually gone for Marcus Rashford. Um, again, I think his work ethic is really, really good. And I like I like how he plays, um, often on the shoulder as well, especially now we've all seen with Kane that he likes to drop a bit deeper. I think out of the three you could play there in terms of Sterling, he does like moving with the ball. Of course, Rashford does as well. Grealish is very much someone who likes to pick up the ball and move with it. So I don't think it would necessarily work as well there. Um, and he'd be someone I'd look to bring on after 60 minutes for sure, especially considering the, the troubles he's had with, with his injuries. Um, I just think Rashford in an England shirt as well, um, I think he's brilliant. And we saw, obviously this was a few years ago, but the impact that he had in that um, game against uh, Wales, I think. It might have been it might have been the last 10 minutes of the Iceland game. I know we lost that, but I mean, just to see someone actually try, I just think you can't leave him out. And even, you could say that, you know, Rashford hasn't had the best season at United, but I mean, how many goals and assists has he still got? You know, that when you're not having your best season, you still bring up those numbers. I mean, that's something to behold. So I, I think he does start for me, especially with the dynamic that I've got going. And obviously with Shaw at left back, I think that helps as well. I mean, I'm I think fan. he's not even in my starting lineup, but no, I agree. He's a great player, but I mean, I just feel like his form's not been the best this season. You can say the stats are there, but his form overall has not been the best. And for me, it's someone that's kind of dropping down my ratings in how much I think he is a, of a class act. I think he's a great player, but I just, maybe it's fatigue, but if it is fatigue, that's still going to affect the Euros. Um, and yeah. someone that just doesn't get into my starting line. If anything, and this person has made it into my team, I would rather see, and I do rather see it when it's in a, um, in a Man United team. I know they play different wings, but I prefer Greenwood. And Greenwood's in my team. But Nathan, you were going to say something, so we'll get back to that in a minute. Yeah, no, Rashford impact is, is the key word for Rashford. It'd be my sort of impact sub. We're not playing so well. We need to freshen things up. Rashford comes on, he can play all, all across the front three. I do think Rashford's a match winner. I think that is what he is. He's someone that, you know, if he's not going to turn up, you won't see much from him. But when he turns up, he, he normally is one of the best players on the pitch. So for me, Rashford has to go. And as I, I mentioned earlier about Southgate needing to go over a little instant, he obviously would find it very easy with Foden. Let's see if he can forgive Mason Greenwood for the COVID breach in Iceland and, and bring him to the Euros. I think, again, just a quality player and goal scorer, composure is, is a big thing. And like I said with Foden, it could be a real big chance to break out and show yourself to be in that elite bracket of players in, in the world, especially elite bracket of young players with Mbappe in Haaland and, and a whole host of great young talent at that tournament. Perfect time for his form to pick up as well, really. It's uh, uncanny of the form he's obviously got recently in the goal scoring form he's got. But for me, he is one of the obviously Kane's definitely there but I would say obviously I don't watch all of the plays and training but he's got to be the second best finisher in that England team he, he is just clinical he's absolute his pedigree of shooting is insane every single commentator says it when you're watching him and he's insane for his age um uh, I'm not sure if you guys have included him but he's not been mentioned so far Saka everyone raves about him and says that he's better than Greenwood no he's not Greenwood is better for me um Greenwood's amazing and for me personally I rate him more than Rashford it's just that sort of you, like you say, Rashford's got that sort of bit more in him, maybe, um, in those bigger games. But Greenwood, for me, has to go. And it annoys me that he's forgiven Foden so easily, but he won't forget Greenwood because Greenwood is absolutely amazing. 
Yeah, Saka's unlucky to miss out. I really rate Saka. I think he's a really talented player. And yeah, Smith Rowe, Smith Rowe is not unlucky to miss out, but he's someone that in the future years could definitely be considered. He's a real talented player. If he can just avoid injuries, that's another player. In terms of strikers, I've obviously Harry Kane, we all know he'll start. We've talked a lot about form and players that are in form, wanting to take players in form. This man's not in form, but he has to go still. With Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I think he has to go as the backup. I think he offers a, a different option to Kane in terms of directness and, and pace. And, you know, while they're, they're similar physical presences, I think Kane obviously is much more technical. Calvert-Lewin just gets in there and get himself in the box. He, his form for Everton has been, you know, to, to describe it professionally, stinky. He's had five, five goals in, in 16 appearances or something like that. And between him and Richarlison, they've missed 27 big chances in games. That's not good. <laughs> you know, so I hope you're not able you to back up your cause. <laughs> but I, feel, I feel like his early season form has earned him that spot. And, and we saw when I know England played San Marino and some teams that maybe aren't so great, but he showed that he can do it in, in that moment. And in terms of other options, I'm not sure you guys have got Ing for me, Ings and Bamford, they're unlucky to miss out. I really do like them, but versatility is, is the name of the game with the third choice striker. There's one man that can do that, and that's Ollie Watkins. He can play on the right, he can play on the left, he can play up front. So it's just a great option to have with him. And fluidity, as I say, Sterling Sancho on the right, that interchanges left wing, right wing. Greenwood, Rashford can probably do the same thing. You can move up front. And if Kane, let's say, God forbid, touch with this doesn't happen, but Kane gets injured, then you can have that interchangeability with the, with the front three. And it can be something that, you know, kind of shocks teams at times. And he, unless, even if Kane doesn't, I mean, Kane has to play 90 minutes every game, but let's say there's a game where we, we can take our foot off the gas. I'd love to see, you know, Watkins or, or maybe even Greenwood start Watkins on the right, Rashford on the left and just, you know, cause mayhem to defences. So that's who I've got as my, my three. I mean, Kane might need a little bit of a break when he's signing his contract deal with Man United. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Was that in your dream last night? <laughs> uh, no. Um, but this is not going to happen. But, you know, yes. I Talking about who I've got, obviously I've got Dominic Cavaloon. I said I've got Greenwood, but that is everyone I'm I'm taking because I've got them five uh, centre backs. I had to drop Watkins was in my team, but then I thought you've got all of that. You know they're, they're all fit. Those attackers, they're all you know. None, touch wood. I'm saying this. Last time I said Maguire was fit, he got injured. So touch and wood. But not, there's no real injury worries there. So I've had to you know sort of balance the books in certain positions because of certain injuries with the likes of, you know, Henderson and with Maguire. So I, I'm actually not taking Bamford or Watkins or Rings. But Watkins was in my call-up until I realised I needed further defensive backup. So I have just got Kane, Sancho, Sterling, Rashford, Cavalier Greenwood and obviously Foden from midfield. I've got, I've, I've gone all out with the golden generation of attackers because I have got many, many attackers. Obviously, we've got the three I mentioned starting. Um, and then I would take Grealish, of course, and Sterling. In terms of who else, definitely would take Greenwood. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, as kind of Nathan oddly mentioned by trying to defend him, doesn't make it for me. Um, I'd put Ings in there above him, I just think. And you mentioned there about kind of natural finishes in terms of Greenwood being probably the second best. I'd say Danny Ings is probably up there, whether it's level with um, Greenwood or third. That bloke just knows where the goal is. Um, and I feel like if you bring him on and a chance falls to him in the box, like a snapshot, I'd almost rather have him over Kane. I just think he's got that ability to instantly um, not even have two seconds to think about what he's going to do with the shot and it will just fly in. Um, and then as, as I mentioned in our in our um, podcast where we spoke about who we'd take as the, the backup, backup England striker, I do have Ollie Watkins just for that versatility and pace. And then, of course... I don't know if I mentioned this, but Mason Green would would go as well for me. So I've got I've got 
I can't believe quite a lot of attackers. Calvert Lewin. I can't believe you're not taking Calvert Lewin. I know his form's not been the best this part, but he did really well at the start of the season. He's just a player which, for me, I feel like if you look at the sort of I know Everton's a strong team and the form's kind of his form's dip, but sort of the whole entire Everton form's dip. I reckon if you just put Calvert Lewin as proven from you know the previous friendlies with that talent around him, he's gonna score goals. And I know Ings is is an amazing player. He's quality um, and. He is really sad to miss out, but it's once again, we've got such strong depth in certain positions. So, what? Yeah, I'm going to have to do a quick emergency thing and just change my mind there with Withings and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I think, I think maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll have to retort a bit there. I was just thinking about it then. I was like, what else did they kind of offer? And I thought Kane Ings was something. You football. All it took was and on. I, and, then I, and then I just thought about Dominic Calvert-Lewin and just how he like jumps for headers. And I thought... Oh, yeah, that's and then you mentioned about the quality as well. And I was, okay, yeah, uh, maybe I'll have to take if he's listening, I'll have so I, I, I might probably Luke have because of his fucking fish jump. Oh, I just walk again. Never mind. It's going to be this it was. But it's jump like fish. He's just got. How on earth have you done that big of a U turn? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I thought I backed myself and then I didn't. <laughs> Gave into peer pressure. I hope I hope Southgate does and he you know starts to take Trent and all these players. But yeah. one player that. We only we only just briefly mentioned. I'm gathering he is in the team, but have we all got Grealish in there? Because I can't remember. Oh us- yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like thought that over him when we said midfield. I feel like none of us actually said he is going. So just wanted to make yeah. sure. Yeah, I think he he might would probably more likely to start if he hadn't had that injury. I think um, he would have probably he might have started for me even, but I'm not I'm not I'm sure. He definitely goes in as that ten. He can play on the left as well. Great option. And we talk yeah. about natural finishers at, in that England squad. If it, I don't know if you've heard what Solskjaer said about Luke Shaw, but Luke Shaw apparently is the best finisher at United. So I mean, maybe, maybe when we're struggling to get a goal, put him left wing. See a few of them. Did Another not, dream moment for a fullback taking a free kick. <laughs> did you not see my tweet after he scored in the Manchester? Was it Manchester's uh, derby when he scored against Man City? I tweeted out a video. <laughs> I tweeted out. Don't he, follow you. He did, oh, finally, he did score in the Manchester <laughs> derby, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I tweeted yeah, out a video of him turning around saying several months ago or weeks ago that um, he was called the best finisher. So, yeah, you know, Man United have just got great goal scorers. What can we say? We're a great team. And that wraps up the One Two Football podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Do you agree with our England squad? Let us know on all our major social media pages and check out the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Also, take a look at onetwofootball.com for the latest written pieces from our grandest of contributors around the world. We'll be back next week where we're going to switch it up. It's going to be... I think we'll see it more on the Twitter coming up at 1-2-Football UK, but it could be, it's been like drunk football next week. So make sure you're stay tuned for that because that is going to be good.